Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, information, and everything else for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online to start playing today. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League. He is vested. He was a tight end. I got to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question about the jugs machine later on. So because we talked about it, you mentioned it a couple of times over the last couple of weeks, whether on our show uh, or or here uh, or here in uh, Believe. But we're going to be talking about we got some things we want to talk about, some heady stuff, a little bit about leadership. Want to get Ed's thoughts on that, because the game one of the preseason is behind us. And so we'll kind of go back and look and maybe what you can glean from it. We talked a little bit about this on our uh, on our terrestrial show on Easy Sports Talk Show, which is every Saturday here in the in the Phoenix area on 1060 AM. And so we talked a little bit about that, but I want to bring that discussion here in terms of some of the takeaways from game one of the preseason. Um, as a result of that first game, there was an article that was written by uh, a local columnist uh, by the name of Dan Bickley, has a radio show locally as well. And it talked about and it brought into question leadership of both of King Cliff Kingsbury and also Kyler Murray. So I want to discuss that a bit. And then the Kansas City Chiefs will be coming into town for game two. Is this going to be a dress rehearsal? Where is this going to be the new will, will game two be the new game three? We'll, we'll, what will we see? So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And then a little uh, curveball for for the one and only Ed Easy Smith. And I know he can handle it. So but I don't know if you've heard, but apparently former NBA player, Lamar Odom may be returning to professional baseball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what's helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. Uh, He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up, and I couldn't agree with Lamar more. After uh, watching him fight Aaron Carter in July Celebrity Boxing Match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. And the cool thing is, we've also got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE at checkout, you'll receive a free 4-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails for $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BLEAV at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it will work for you too. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. What's good, Easy? Man, we creep him toward the start of this regular season. You know, normally only one game into the preseason, we're like, well, we still got three more to go. Not this time around, man. We got two more. And like you said, we're going to figure out who's doing dress rehearsal in week two and then who's doing it in week three. But after that, all bets are off, man, or all bets are on, I should say, because the regular season right around the corner. So let's get into your thoughts on game one of preseason. There's a lot of overreaction 
on both sides when it comes to to we'll focus on the Cardinals here in just a second but when you think about some of the quarterbacks and unfortunately we didn't we won't get to talk about our quarterback performance but uh, for example Justin Fields or um, uh, some of the the other rookie quarterbacks coming into the league Trevor Lawrence all those things there's all this reaction either he's going to be a he's already on his way to be a Hall of Famer or he's going to be a bust right away and I want your your takeaways on what you saw in the game, I, I, there are a couple of things that we've talked about on the defensive side of the ball, looking at the inside linebackers that, that maybe caught our eye just a bit. But there, are there any things, any takeaways from game one of the preseason, uh, which the Cardinals came away victorious against the Cowboys for whatever that's worth, but your thoughts? Not much. When you, when you look at the, the cast of characters that were out there on both sides of the ball, not just ours, we sat our quarterback, we saw, sat all of our running backs, nobody on the defensive line was available. And then you look across and you had Dak sitting on the sideline along with uh, their running backs. And I mean, it was really uh, from the very start of the game, it was like going to see a B movie because all the top rated uh, uh, actors and actresses, you know, they decided they didn't want to be in that one. And they, you know, took the, the weekend off. As far as what we could glean from it or see from it, you know, we have some negatives that you and I talked about on our, on our show on Saturday, a couple positives, you know, with as far as uh, Zayvon Collins being out there making calls and, you know, at least in the first series, he was straight downhill, uh, made a tackle for a loss. Uh, you know, he was very aggressive. Uh, but, for, you know, taking from there, uh, Jay, I mean, there wasn't much to, I guess, uh, talk about unless you want to talk about, which we I think we will, who wasn't in the game and why they weren't in the game. But as far as I was concerned, like I said, it was, I guess, a throwaway game for the starters because we had none of them out there for the most part. And, you know, you see both sides of it. For me, like I said, we'll talk about it here in a minute. I would have liked to have seen a little more activity or, or, or participation uh, from at least a couple of our uh, dudes uh, uh, just – if nothing else, just to start getting in the routine and to show that they're, uh, they were there and available, even if it was just a preseason game. Oftentimes when we're, when we're looking at the quarterback, if a quarterback doesn't play, we're looking on the sidelines. For the most part, we'll see them being active. And, and what I mean being active, actively engaged, maybe with a, with an earpiece in, um, standing near a coach, be, trying to understand the plays that are coming in, some of those things. Did you see any of that? On, in, in the preseason game against the, the Cowboys. I saw Dak on the sideline and looked like he was engaged for the most part, but did you see any of that with, with our QB1, Kyler Murray? Dak had the earpiece in. He was, it seemed like he was a little more engaged. You know, he was, you know, and, and part of it is, I mean, he's obviously, a, I guess you call him an established veteran at this point in time, but you could tell he was still a little more engaged. I didn't like the body language from Kyler Murray. And part of it, Jay, we don't know the situation. Maybe he wanted to play and they shut him down. Uh, but in that same instance, you still, regardless of your playing status for that game, I still would have expected to see him maybe a little more engaged with uh, Colt McCoy, just, you know, earpiece in, seeing which plays were being called, maybe even talking to whoever's upstairs making the calls or Kingsbury in between breaks or whatever, just to get a feel for why we're running this in this situation. Uh, what are you looking for read-wise on this play? what we could have done, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, Murray was kind of off to the distance, talking to, in some instances, not even uh, uh, offensive players. You know, he's sitting there just kind of as a spectator. 
And like I said, for me, the body language was just a little off. I, I, I would have anticipated, I wish more than anything, that even if just for a couple of snaps for one series, it could have been one series, two series, total of six plays if it's two, three and outs. I would like to see Kyler, and like I said, we don't know the circumstances as to who made the final call. This doesn't make any sense, though, because Kingsbury did mention earlier on that starters would get a chance you know, to play a little bit, and all of a sudden we didn't see anybody out there. But I would have liked to have seen, if nothing else, Kyler just to start the routine because we only got three games this year now as far as preseason. It Man, it's been a while. These dudes haven't put on a uniform going through pregame warm-ups. Uh, get your mind right for that even just few plays are out there. And then the camaraderie of, you know, everybody, we're all getting ready to go out there. We're getting ready to fight. Here I am with you. Whereas, you know, not even dressing, not so not, everybody else is getting all ready to go. And some of these dudes, we know this is their, might be their only chance. So these dudes are out there. They're getting ready to go. And, you know, you're sitting on the sideline eating uh, uh, sunflower seeds and just chilling and hanging out. To me, it just, I think it was a lost opportunity, a bonding experience of nothing else for our young quarterback and maybe some of these guys on the uh, roster. Now, speaking of the guys on the roster, there's an addition that came from my Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Hunt, uh, Hudson, that as the center, kind of that quarterback of the, the one who's supposed to the anchor of the line, he, he was, he was anticipated to be a big difference maker. Again, it's only one game, but one of the things that I saw uh, that I observed was, that some of the the penalties we still had some penalties on the offensive line uh whereas that was supposed to be shored up because of his presence am i reading too much into that as in the same old kind of maybe challenges that we've had with 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 the offensive line or is it is it just uh am i overblowing that a bit i would say after this game jay cuz this was game 1 of the preseason you got to remember we had no pre zero preseason in 2019 correct right correct. so now these guys are going into a season and this is another factor. We went all last year, 16 games without fans in the stands. Or if in some instances they had a few, you know, limited amounts and stuff like that. For some of these guys, it's their first experience in a stadium in basically two years with fans out there. And then we all know, we, you and I talk about it all the time, there's no way to simulate game action, even if it's preseason. You can practice, 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 hit, do drills, do this, do that. Even just going from that stage, to now we're in a stadium, fans in the stadium, adrenaline's revved up. Now we're facing an opposition, a team that's wearing a different logo on their hat, right? Now sure. everything is ramped up. And these dudes, when you're in the calm of practice and, you know, the coach is out there with the whistle and you know it's only going so far as far as hand-to-hand, you know, dudes get a little comfortable. Now, like I said, you got dudes wearing the opposite color, fans in the stands, everybody's a little hyped and amped. That's when you find out who is on board for that mental toughness that, you know, hey, I'm not going to flinch. I'm not going to move. I'm going to – because, you know, this is another thing that happens that people don't realize. You go to the line of scrimmage, Jay, players called in the in the huddle, and all of a sudden you get to the line and all of a sudden they make a change. Even in preseason, you're going to practice some of your audibles and things like that. Now all of a sudden it will go. What happens, dudes walking out of the huddle, okay, step right. You know, I, I got the, the dude coming off the corner. Uh, he's going through. He's rehearsing his head. And all of a sudden, you get to the line of scrimmage and red 48. And that's the guy. I'm like, oh, snap. What? Um, uh, And then you forget the, the snap count because now you're focusing on, okay, what do I do Um, if we go, we're going to this protection or do I have this guy out here or what? 
and all of a sudden it's hut and you're going and it's like, ah, oh, it was on two, you know. Okay. So there's okay. all kinds of factors. Now, what you want is you want here in game two, which is probably going to be the uh, dress rehearsal, as we call it. If not, you're stretching it going to week three doing this. But you want to start seeing the discipline and the dudes It's going to get more intense because the closer you get to the first game, which is now going to be real in a few weeks, you want everybody on board not just assignment-wise, but discipline and responsibility. So it's going to be really interesting. I take that first game because a lot of jitters, a lot of you know guys that are not going to be dressed or even wearing a Cardinals uniform here in a couple weeks or so. So you take that you know, and for what it's worth. At the same time, though, Jay, you don't want to start like that. And we know, you know, Hudson was brought here for a reason, and we hope in the meeting because the, the thing about preseason games – after the preseason game, that's when it's all about correction. And somebody's got to jump in somebody's booty and be like, look, during the regular season, we cannot have this. And he's that dude, I think, that will be talking individually and collectively. And hopefully what we brought him over here for, we'll see as we move forward in game two and three and into the regular season. So let's let's uh, take that transition and let's uh, and we'll talk about the leadership in just a moment. But let's talk about what you expect to see in game two. Um if again, we, we know that there's only so much that you can really expect to see, whether depending on how they how seriously they take this game in terms of will this be a dress rehearsal? But I would imagine we've talked about Zayvon Collins being if being able to read and react is being able to read and react, no matter if it's a preseason or if, it, or if it's a real game. So if you're, if you're seeing some of those things in terms of the, the base level of understanding for your position and being able to seem as if you're doing it based off of instinct instead of thinking, is that what you hope to see in this second game? Kind of, as you mentioned with, um, with the, with, if, if the call is different when you're on the line, if they're audibling, being able to, to react as opposed to thinking and therefore being a, a half a step slow. Absolutely. And we got to remember this is the other portion of it being preseason, Jay. Everything is so vanilla right now. They're not running any twist schemes, et cetera. So they're not going to show anything. So this is the most basic of, I guess, information that you have to decipher in this first couple weeks. You're not going to throw a lot because one, they don't want to show too much. Um, you know, you want to keep everything close to the vest. And, you know, it's not, everybody's not quite up to speed yet. So you're going to see a lot of base coverages. You might see a twist or two here. You're not going to see a whole lot of blitzing and all the stuff that we're uh, hopefully going to see once the season starts. So for Azavian Collins, this is about as rudimentary as you get. This is when you should be, this is hopefully building his confidence and he'll see the speed of the game. Uh, you know, and then once I always remind everybody, once you come out of this offseason, and now you're playing with the big boys and the tempo and everything like that. It gets even faster. I never thought my first uh, camp, you know, the, the the bruising and the hitting of practice. And then I thought, wow, it can't get any worse than this. You get into that first preseason game, you're like, holy cow. And then you get to the regular season, bro, and it's like somebody <laughs> hit that button, bro, and it just, you know, went on turbo. And the crazy part, Jay, that's not even the most of it. You get If you're lucky enough to make it to the, pre- to the postseason – it gets even faster because then it's all about, you know, win or go home. So there's all kinds of these different levels. We're at the beginning stage, what you'd like to see, like I said, from some of these young guys, Simmons included, you want to see them out there flying around. You want to see them having some fun, being aggressive, uh, but also knowing their responsibilities. I don't, you, I don't care how fast you run. If you run into the wrong, the wrong direction, it ain't doing anybody any good, right? 
So hopefully these dudes are soaking it up in the the, the, the meeting rooms, watching this film. This second game, you know, it'll be interesting to see because we got the uh, defending AFC champions coming in here. How much are they going to show us with their valuable quarterback, Mahomes? You know, man, he might be at that point where they're like, nah, it ain't even worth it. So we might not even see him. But, I mean, I would hope and pray no matter how good a practice week uh, Kyler Murray has, it's at some point we got to see at least a little bit of him out there along with some of the ones. And then some of these dudes that are either nursing some injuries or we've been holding them out because we don't want them to be damaged. Everybody needs a little fast pace before you get into the regular season. I don't, I don't, I don't care how good week of practices are. So we'll see. I'm really confused as to how these weeks are going to be spread out and used. And this is our first run through it, just like it's Kingsbury and, and the players. So it'll be interesting. We, we can mod like next year this time. We can say, well, last year they did X, Y, Z. The first game was a throwaway. Second was this. And the third, we'll find that out as we move forward, just like uh, a lot of people. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's transition to talk a little bit about leadership in this one, because we, we've mentioned that how we maybe maybe expect to see Kyler Murray in game two. Uh, so a little bit about leadership in terms of with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. We talked about this on our show, but then uh, it just it's just appropriate that there was an article, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show today, that was written by uh, by Dan Bickley, a columnist, a sports columnist here in the Phoenix area. And so his the it was his column was basically about leadership and in this way go leading up to game one of the preseason last week cliff kingsbury said that we could expect to see kyler murray in preseason game one and to play during the preseason we didn't see that so of course then because if you ask a question you're not necessarily going to get an answer and a lot with a lot of uh, nfl coaches it's it's a matter of who who made that decision was that mm-hmm. kingsbury that de- that decided no we're not going to play him was it was it higher up was it uh, was it kime steve kime the general manager that said no we're not going to play him how does this happen what how was the decision made and i and i'm curious as to if the locker room since you've been in those locker rooms if you what does it how at what point do you lose faith in a in a coach? What faith? What part do you do you lose faith in a coach? And let's start there. Then I'm going to transition to Kyler Murray. Okay, it all depends, Jay, on how everything was communicated to the players. Okay. And because we all know, you know, you know, you're married man. I, we we there are certain instances. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. Right. True. So. If all week you're planning and, hey, we're going to get you out there, I'm going to get you, you know, two series or one if it's a long first good series, I'm going to sit you down, you know, and I'm saying it with confidence. And this is our plan. Then all of a sudden the day before the game, well, you know, uh had a little bit of change of, of, of mind and plan. And I think uh what I'm going to do is – I'm just going to sit you and some of the other guys and we're – well, we'll – because you all had a good week of practice and, you know, you can sense, mm, I'm not sure if that message is coming from him. It's almost like somebody told him what he was going to do. And what happens, Jake, is as a player, you want to know, and I played for some great coach. I played for some leaders of men. Uh, Dan Reeves comes to, to mind. You weren't going to tell Dan a damn thing when it came to how he's going to run his team and his organization. You know, they might have some opinions up top, but when it came down to it, Dan was going to do what Dan was going to do because he'd been there, done that. He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. In this instance, 
you know, who knows? Maybe Kime just came downstairs and, hey, uh, Cliff, you know, <laughs> what uh, what you got planned for this coming week? Well, you know, I was going to get Kyler some work and we got, uh, you know, we've been talking. And um, no, nah, I think it would be a good idea if we just sat him down, you know, and, and uh, but I was planning, I already told him, yeah, no, nah, let's just, just go ahead and just, and like I said, it all depends how the message was delivered. And right. tell me, bro, like I said, you can tell who's, uh, who's pulling the strings. And the one thing is a head coach, you don't want to be second guessed. And what happens if you went to your players initially and told them this, which he was telling all of us what they're, and all of a sudden it changed. The guys going to be like, well, what changed? And you know, what, what, who's calling the shots? And right. that can be very detrimental when it comes to as the season, because things are going to get so tough and difficult moving forward. And you got to be that voice. If you're not that voice and dudes don't have confidence in you, they're going to be either looking for other people for the answers or when you give them the answer, they don't care what you have to say. When you lose that portion of your command of the room, it's so hard to get it back. So hopefully whatever they plan moving forward, Cliff can at least appear to be the alpha. If he's not, bruh, that locker room, you know, you throw in some of these veteran guys that you went out and got too. The other bad portion, of like when you go out and get veterans, Jay, a lot of them are always talking about what it was like where they came from, you know? And, you know, all of a sudden, like, man, where I come from, they never do some dumb stuff, you know? And all of a sudden, dudes are like, really? What was it like over there? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, next thing you know, like I said, you get dissension in the ranks. And that's what you always talk about. Well, that's it. You know, it appears he's lost the clubhouse or the locker room. Yeah, this is a step one. You better go ahead and grab the brains. Otherwise, step two is you got somebody in your office telling you, well, get up from behind that desk if you want to. I'll, I'll be. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. So let's transition. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's transition to Kyler Murray. I'm a guy, I'm, I'm kind of a guy that's quiet by nature. And so mm -hmm. what I mean by, and I've been in multiple situations where I had to force that, uh, I had to be, to, heck, we're doing a podcast right now. So that's an extroverted thing, but to force more myself to be a little bit more extroverted because there were people who, when I was put in positions of leadership, that they, because of my, quietness because mm -hmm. it made me seem aloof sometimes. And so I had to make a more concerted effort to communicate, to be actively engaged. That comes to mind with Kyler. Is, am I, are you seeing that too? Or am I, or am I way off base? Because it, it seems that people are, see his talent, but maybe it's those people that are looking at it from a 10,000 foot view on more of a macro level that maybe have concerns about maybe his ability to lead. And when he, when, He's, we don't want him to necessarily be the Jameis Winston talking about eating W's, but, <laughs> but there, there has to be some type of balance, maybe, or am I off base here? No, I think you're spot on. It's because of the nature of the position. Now think about this, Jay. There's three sides to every ball. There's the offensive side, a defensive side, and a special team side. Right. Very rarely do they call the, the, the leader of the special teams unit. He's not the face of the franchise. Am I correct? That's correct. Uh, rarely, unless you're a Ray Lewis or, or Steve Tasker or Steve Tasker, Tasker on the Bills. <laughs> on the defensive side, you can be a defensive oriented team. Right. And in the rare case of a Ray Lewis, eh, you know, he's close to being the uh, friend, the face of the franchise. Those days are long gone though. Right. Nowadays, every team, what are they all out there searching for? They're searching for the face of the franchise, QB1, right? Which True. means 
with great power comes great responsibility. My favorite movie, Spider-Man, right? (laughs) (laughs) And what happens is when you take on that role, when you are the number one, QB1, you are now not just QB1, you are face of the franchise leader on the field. Mm -hmm. Um, your, your, Your whole, everything is now magnified times two. Everything you do is magnified, meaning how you lead. Uh, we, you and I talk about this all the time. Everything We're not very, you do. Everything you do. <laughs> <laughs> but we always talk about it. We're not very high on his demeanor doing games sometimes. Right. Meaning something bad happens, throws up the arms, the shoulders. It's like, you know, almost like, well, what are you doing? You know, you messed that up. That's not the case. A lot of quarterbacks, even – if they know that a young receiver or somebody did something, they'll come over and put their arms around them, the good leaders at least, say, hey, look, you messed up this time. I'll give you one, but I'm not going to show you up out here. I want you to get your head out your butt. Let's get this, you know, encouragement. So I'm still looking for him when things really get tough. You know, I don't want to see you on the sideline with the head, the, the, the helmet on with the visor so nobody can see, and, the, you know, the soaking with the – if you're going to be a leader – it's more than just making that big paycheck and being the quarterback. It's about rallying the troops from time to time, being that dude that brings everybody together, whether it's pregame or at halftime, we got to make some adjustments. Let's do X, Y, Z. So it's going to be really interesting. And here's the crazy part about leadership, Jay, and I'll set up after this. One, everybody's not born to be a leader. Right. Everybody's personality isn't geared toward it. The other thing is just, you know, you know, sometimes dudes in the, 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 those crunch positions, like I said, you you can't fake it. You can't force it, you know? Right. And people can see that as well. Like if you're out there rah-rah. And, well, they can know, see uh, when you're trying, though, right? If you're making they can see when you're concerted trying. concerted effort. But if you're yeah. not trying and you're trying to act like you're a leader, then there's definitely uh, there's definitely there's yeah. some things. The thing, that, is, the thing is you have to keep it real. Keep yourself real. You know, if you're not a big talker, there are ways. We have some quiet leaders who are – very, you know, they'll, it's like do as I do, not as I say. And you can mm-hmm. tell those dudes are intense when they're on the field and they're trying to push everybody in their direction by their actions. So sometimes you don't have to have a loud voice. But in most instances, in this position, at some point, you're going to have to at least open your mouth a little bit. And I worry about that with Kyler because it might not just be in his nature. Interesting. So that's something, of course, we'll be keeping an eye on for both of these uh, individuals throughout the season. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So final shot, a little bit of a a, a potpourri, a little bit of a bonus kind of segment of sorts. (laughs) I feel like a hater when I'm about to say this. So so I want you to... Tim Tebow was a a topic of conversation for a while. It's going to be a topic of conversation for at least the rest of this week until the next round of uh, preseason games are underway. He was cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars after their first preseason game. I I know initially I said that I I felt as if – I, I, I felt a, a funny way about it. You're a former player, so so I, I definitely uh, uh, acquiesce to you. But one of the things that – if somebody has an opportunity, all you can do is go and say, Hey, Ed, I know that you're coaching this team. I was wondering if I could come out and play. You can't fault me for asking. You can fault you for giving me the shot. If you don't really believe that I have the skill set or I'm ta- I might be taking up a position uh, from somebody that could really contribute to the team, but it shouldn't be Tebow. Maybe that should be the one that's hated on. All he did was get take advantage of the opportunity that he had, or at least try to. 
Am I wrong? And what do you think about this, about him getting cut, man? You say, you, you let me know what you think, man. Let me know what you think. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jay. I was drinking a little haterade when it came to Tebow. I, I would have done the same exact thing if I had that kind of pull. Now, I will say this much. You got to be pretty bad to get cut in the round of 90 to 85. Right, right. There, I mean, and I saw after one of my best friends in the world, brother to me, Known him since uh, 1987. We got drafted together with the White Sox. Ken's pleasure. He reached out to me earlier this morning and sent me a message. He's like, you got to be pretty happy right now. I was like, what? You know, he's like, your boy got cut. You got to be smiling right now. And the first thing that came to my mind was, Tebow got cut. You know, so we were texting back and forth. And I actually said to Ken, I was like, you know, part, you know, part of me, I understand what he was trying to do. And you take advantage of the opportunities and stuff like that. But how many of us, and maybe it's a little bit haterism, like I said, have the cachet to try to get that type of, you know, audience. And then would somebody would actually not even laugh in our faces. You know, like if I went right now and say, Hey, you know, I got some friends. Hey, I was thinking about trying, you know, my basketball game is pretty good right now, you know, and uh, they would laugh at me like I was a, a clown, you know, but it is what it is. My thing is for Tebow, it shows us how difficult it really is. Right. This guy, you know, and, and, and I, I said to my buddy, my, my, my brother, uh, Kenneth, this morning, I said, the fact that he got cut actually does make me feel a little better because most people know my situation. I went from nine years of baseball and then turned around and turned it into a football career. If he had pulled this off and they put him on a roster, I was like, that would have kind of diminished, in my opinion, in my mind, and probably nobody else's, but in my mind, I've been like, well, damn, if he could do it, then, you know, everybody probably thinks that wasn't so tough what Ed did, you know. But the fact that he – didn't even make it out of the round of 90 cut to 85. That shows the mountain he was trying to climb. And then at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but what I did, I'm like, yeah, it's not as easy as people think or thought. And, you know, like I said, I, I, I was watching some of his film whenever they put it out there. Right. And I'll be perfectly honest. I saw as far, tight end is such a athletic position, especially today. It's not about just being a big dude who can block. You got to run. You got to be able to, you know, battle little dudes out in space, uh, you know, getting off the line of scrimmage, all these different things. He looked so robotic. Even when he was, like, moving in slow motion, he was like, he was like step, 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 you know, with the yeah, arms. Sure. I'm like, bro, that's not going to work. Once the Because here's the thing. You can have the best escape plan, Jay. Like, you go to the line of scrimmage, and, man, when when the hut is, is, is sounded – all bets are off. You got to get off. I mean, slapping. You've got to slap, pull, jerk, whatever. And I'm looking at him being like so methodical with his movements and stuff. I'm like, man, they're gonna take. They're gonna heat that up. And if you watched a couple of his uh, blocking attempts, which were very um, pedestrian at best, you could tell he was just. And here's the thing: he wasn't a tight end, Jay. He right. never played position in his life. I give him credit for at least giving it a try. And being basically humble to the nth degree, but that you know, like I said, I, I I'm not surprised. I'm surprised how fast it happened because I thought Urban would keep him around. So you know, because we, you and I talked about it on Saturday, the numbers. You know, you got two weeks before you even had to make the cut down to 53. Between now and next Tuesday, you only had to make 10 cuts, and it was that bad where they were like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and put this in the rest now and get it over with." So mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think. Any other teams will be calling to uh, see if his services are available at this time. 
I think you are correct. I think you are correct. And so uh, I want to last, last one before we head out of there, out of here, we're almost out of time, but the jugs machine. So we, you mentioned the jugs machine a couple of different times when, how, man, so how, how difficult it, can you make that? Can you adjust the speed on the jugs machine? What can you do in turn? And then whenever you would go and, 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 and practice and work out on the jugs machine. And for those who don't know, that's the, that's that device that, that will uh, pass the ball. It, sometimes it, depending on how you have it elevated, the angle that you have it, it can be used for punts. It can be used for mm-hmm. a lot of different things to simulate passing, of course. And so that's what we're talking about now. So that jugs machine where you see those players that are just standing with that machine and the ball is just continuing to, to come at them. How, how much time did you end up putting in maybe on a day the longest time that you ever put in on the jugs machine it was a constant as a tight end uh, the the thing about the jugs machine is most quarterbacks can't even simulate that because you can turn that thing up to ungodly numbers when that ball comes out of there bro and the, the rotation on it if you're not careful you can lose a finger if you know depending on how high you get that thing up and then the drills you're doing a lot of dudes will set it up where you know you have your back to it and you turn and boom, someone throw it on you, and you don't know. Like I said you throw a finger up there the wrong way, you might be walking away minus one. Um, and there are dudes that would do it where they would lead them. Like, you know, you step off to the side and you have it come where you're having to have to reach out to get it, you know. So, there's different ways to utilize that gun, uh, that uh, jugs machine. And you know, a lot of times, the, the, the biggest error, bruh, is when dudes want to get out there and try to impress. With the judgments, <laughs> I always try to keep my limitations in mind. There were, I only wanted to come in so fast. So you can start catching them at some of them speed. Like It's like, why go higher? But some dudes like to get out there and test that thing. And I've seen the judge gun win a few times, bro. And, um, you know, like I said, but it is one of the greatest for anybody who has to catch a ball. And that's including punts and kickoff, or punts especially, because they can get that spiral to go up and come down. doesn't really work with kickoffs. But I've seen dudes, one of the coolest things I've ever seen when I was with the Falcons and some other teams, some of your um, pump returners would count how many balls they could catch all at the same time. So you throw them up and they would catch one and not put them down. I'm talking about catch one, kids too. Mm -hmm. They have like multiple balls in their hands. And now like imagine seven or eight footballs in your hand. You got one coming down from a thousand yards up or however the ball, and you're trying to get it right into that one spot up against your chest with the other balls. So there are all kinds of different ways that you can utilize that gun. I would just warn people, be careful. Cause it'll get you if you ain't, <laughs> if you ain't watching what you're doing. <laughs> That's what's up. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We do this thing every week. So make sure you tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. You can always search for us on, uh, search for us wherever you find your podcast. Just search Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, B-L-E-A-V. And then you can also find us on Easy Sports Talk. Dot com. So again, that's easysportstalk.com. So like we always say around this time, oh, I can't forget, we have been presented by Bet Online. Like we always say around this time, uh, you can. Till next week, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.